1: This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at SiteVisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, I'd like to encourage anyone looking for help with their digital marketing to get in touch with Site Visibility. Whether you have a burning digital marketing question, we're looking for an agency to work with. They'd love to hear from you. Give them a call plus four four one two seven three seven three three four three three, or fill out the form at sitevisibility.co.uk/contact. Alternatively, you can speak to either Scott or Sean via the live chat function on the site. They'd be happy to help. Now today, I'm joined by Brian eisenberg co-founder of buyer legends internationally recognized authority and pioneer on online marketing improving conversion rates helping organizations improve their customer experiences author the list goes on brian how are you
0: i'm doing wonderful today and uh, you're in wonderful texas aren't you i am nice uh, nice and toasty here today
1: yes it's, it's been um, a, bit, a bit of a, um, a thing recently to talk about the weather so uh, what's the weather doing in texas
0: I plan to go into the pool later, let's just put it that way.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd actually, it would be nice to do it from the pool, wouldn't it, if, if, if only the microphone was waterproof?
0: Yeah, they've got to come up with some good Bluetooth waterproof kind <laughs> of, yeah, that would have been wonderful.
1: Like a sort of floating mic, that'd be quite nice. Okay, yeah. um, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've been doing and Legends, and various things in your books
0: Sure. So last year we came out with our my sixth book, uh, Be Like Amazon, Even a Lemonade Stand Can Do It. And we wanted to encourage people to kind of understand how uh, Amazon has basically built a, a sales system uh, around understanding the, their buyers' buying process mm-hmm. and how companies, when they understand the system that Amazon has created – and it basically, almost like a new operating system for running companies today, based on these four pillars of success that we talk about, yeah. you can identify, you know, all the opportunities and all the holes in your customer experience and improve upon them. And um, the book has won a couple of awards, and it's been nice and successful. And we're still doing a little consulting, and a little speaking. You know, right now, I'm uh, looking forward to my, uh, my summer vacation here and, uh, and spending it with family. So
1: Fantastic. And tell us a bit about Legends.
0: Sure. So what we do is we go in there and we help, you know, uh, our clients design or improve their selling systems. Uh, You know, we've worked with everything from companies like Google, where, you know, actually uh, part of our BioLegends process uh, has actually got started with them. It's a refinement of our process, you know, down to companies that that sell pig sperm online. So, you know uh, (laughs) – Yes, people do sell pig sperm online. Um, you heard that correctly. Um, wow. Uh, but yeah, we've worked with companies like GE and NBC Universal and Overstock and you know all kinds of companies of you know Marketo and it's all about, you know, aligning that customer experience so that, you know, your sales, your operations and your marketing all align to help the customer buy.
1: Now I was uh, reading one of your blog posts. I think it was entitled something along the lines of "What to Believe About SEO in 2018 and Beyond," which I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you wrote back in December, didn't you? Just before the just sort of before the new year started. Correct. And yep. um, it got me thinking about because you you predicted quite a few. Well, you predicted a few things in there, and I know that way back in 2011, I think it was you were speaking to Ralph Wilson, Dr. Ralph Wilson, and you sort of. Um, that was web marketing today, I think, wasn't it? And you were talking about the the five R's uh, of SEO, and I believe you were the first person to coin that phrase, weren't you? The, the sort of the five, you sort of invented the five R's, didn't you?
0: I did, yeah. And, and, and it comes back to the same thing, right? It's a system, right? You know, search is a system, and when you understand the um, the fundamentals of, of the of the Cognitive science behind it, what you know what the search engines are actually trying to do uh, to create that better experience for their customers, it becomes much easier to do well in it mm. uh, in fact, uh, several years ago after uh, seeing me speak uh, at a search conference i 'm not, I'm not going to mention for the years, but the then head of quality score team for uh, Microsoft Bing invited me to speak to his whole team to explain my concept of relevance to them because they understood it mathematically but not in the human terms yeah. right, that I was trying to explain it from.
1: Because that's the first R, isn't it? Relevance.
0: That is the first R, and it's the bi- and it's the biggest one, right? I mean, you know, it, just going back into the history of you know of of search, if you've been around long enough, you know, you remember when it was the initial you know directories out there, and you know it was just you know good luck finding anything, and and people just used to you know link surf, you know, and that's the whole concept of surfing, right? We'd click on one thing and that spark, I and mean, just we'd find a link to something else and go there. Yeah. Then eventually you started getting you know the the Excites and, and AltaVistas, and you know we started getting a number of different search engines. You know, Yahoo obviously had both the directory and a little bit of a search going on, and then all of a sudden, you know, Google came out, and, and you know, those of us who were already in search were some of those early adopters. But for the first time ever, because of their you know early page rank formula, which is which is uh, another one way that they used for for relevance and one of the other Rs, which we can talk about, which is which is uh, uh, reputation, which is the second one. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden. It started to produce more relevant results than any other search engine, and of course, because it was so far superior than anyone else, customers kept on, on um, you know, coming in there and, and using the search engine. But of course, customer expectations keep uh, accelerating, both as you know the search engines and as uh, as ourselves and any business we're in, and. Google's had to figure out ways to keep up. And so if you understand what they're trying to do and, you un- and you're just keeping track of general you know, tech, mm. uh, you'll understand you know, how they're trying to, to achieve these things.
1: So let's just go through the, the, the five R's because we've talked about relevance. Uh, yep. You mentioned, was it reputation, the second one?
0: Yep. And then we've got remarkable, yeah, readable. Yes. And, of course, uh, that it, sh- it should have some reach, because obviously, you know, you don't want to market to, uh, you know, a, a big party of one.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I'm just wondering, because, I mean, you predicted this back in 2011. Obviously, it's it's, it's still very relevant today. Because I know you've got some very good thoughts on uh, sort of how th- that might have changed over the years. I mean, we're in 2018 now. I've heard you say that tactic never changes, but strategy does. What do you, What do you mean by that?
0: No, the other way around, right? It, it's it's that once you, underst- once you understand the you know the underlying principles, right? The strategy never changes, but the tactics on how you get there uh, are, are going to evolve. I so, see. So example-
1: we got it completely wrong way around again.
0: <laughs> yeah, not, but that's. F- but, but that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. But I think this is—it's an interesting way to kind of uh, uh uh you know look at this, right? If you think about early search, yeah. it was based on PageRank. Yeah. And it was based on 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 links, and it used to look at obviously you know uh, this you know a little bit of metadata and you know what was in the links and stuff like that. But but you know Google soon realized that you know it wasn't that wasn't enough data, and so they looked at more and more data sources. And and so number they have two things, right? So number one, you know when I look for a particular term what it may mean to me may be also different than what it means to you yeah right so so that's that already there's a level of personalization that we may have but in let's just talk general population and then we'll get to the personalization side so we had a look at signals data c- can help us become more relevant so what it started as as just PageRank rank you know, Google soon realized you know that wasn't enough because it's too easy to game links. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's that's what that's what a lot of SEOs did for uh, for a very long time, and some still do. You know, that's that's a big part of the game. And Eric Schmidt had said it uh, years ago. Right? The right, the 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 former chairman of uh, of Google said, you know, our job is to basically replicate what what's going to happen in the real world. Yeah. And so I I, I theorized a, a couple of things. N- number one, that you know the number of signals Google owns. Uh, has gone way beyond their index. So number one, you know, they have Chrome data, right? Um, Every person who visits a website, who does a search, you know, all that data inside Chrome can inform What's working? What's not? From yeah. the customer experience, right? How long am I staying on sites? Am I reaching goal pages? All of that. They have Google Analytics. Uh, you know, the the last time I was at Google's office, I had seen a a, a sign there, and this is a few years back that you know Google Analytics was installed in over sixty five percent of all websites out there. Yeah. So just think about that l- tremendous amount of data that they're collecting from that. Then, of course, they also have Android, right? which now I'm getting, you know, to an OS level. So I can even check from apps and I can check from, you know, outside of the traditional web page environment. Yeah. So now all of a sudden I'm, I'm getting a tremendous amount of data. And then of course, let's not forget. And I think this is one that a lot of people missed, you know, is, you know, we know for years they would be, they were scanning, you know, Gmail data to provide ads and they stopped doing that. But you know what? Um, it's not hard to know that, you know, more people get, order confirmations through Amazon than through most other retailers. Yeah. You don't have to do a lot of scanning to do that. But, you know, that's more data. And then my, my big theory, and this actually, I, 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 was, I got confirmed actually from the folks at Microsoft uh, years ago, that they will never do it because of uh, issues they've had in the past, uh, previous, you know, to the web stuff. Yes. But that, like Facebook has access to all this third-party data for targeting, it only makes sense that Google would have access to similar type data, too. Um, it, no coincidence, but obviously one of the people who was on the original Google Analytics team went to head product at one of these companies that provide that data. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not throwing conspiracy theories or anything, right. but it, it, it would make sense – that if you really wanted to replicate what happens in the real world, and I started seeing this as an example. You know, I, I, we had a, a friend of ours who sold educational toys, and all of a sudden, you know, they were dropping. They were one of you know one of the mm. medium sized sites. They were dropping rankings to sites that were terribly optimized, but they were great brands, mm. right? Like uh, Hasbro and Fisher Price. You know, stuff that really is well known in, in you know in, in in you know in the toy industry as educational toys. And this is when I start saying, OK, they're not looking at just web data anymore. They're looking at, tr- at sales data of some sort. Yeah, Right. The, the credit card data has been out there forever. So I know who's purchased, you know, how, who, wh- what companies, you know, tax filings. All of those data sources can inform the index and whatever they can to do, you know, to, to externally validate their results is, is going to help. Then, of course, comes the personalization side of relevance. Yeah. The more I know about you, uh, the more important it is. And in fact, it was Frederick Valais, who was the you know uh, uh, one of the former Edwards evangelists at Google's so and now at uh, Optimizer, who told me years ago that you know there are there are hundreds of uh, of different uh, signals for the ranking factors, and there is multiple quality scores that they use, and they've they've tested their quality scores both between PPC and organic, and you've seen them kind of overlap over the years, and when you look at their big data set that they had years ago, the majority of their the majority of the fields of the big data set were related to personalization, not, you know, not to the content, not to the pages. Yeah. Right. And so the more they know about the individual, the more, you know, like as an example, um I, I imagine you're a football fan.
1: Well actually it's funny you should mention that because um I'm not a football fan. Okay. but I do support Aston Villa because I was born in Birmingham. Not Birmingham, okay. Alabama. Birmingham and the West Midlands in the UK. Yeah, yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, but so now, but if you looked for something, you know, uh, football related, right? As in, if you you were looking for, you know, uh, a football jersey. Yeah. Right. The, the kind of, uh, uh, as an interesting example. Google would love to bring you back results to your favorite team. Yeah. Without you having even to mention it, because. They would have already known that from previous searches because that's part of your personalization records. Yes. Right. And ideally, and we and we just saw an example of this this past week. You know, uh, Google's starting to throw those kind of images into a snippet, uh, as my as my friend Dennis G showed uh, from Fanatics. Right. Uh, Which which makes a lot of sense. Again, this is just how they're trying to be more relevant to that end user by bringing them, you know, what they're expecting sooner, and and hopefully it's. It's tied to the team you love uh, because they have that data from somewhere else.
1: And these, of course, are the enhanced search results, aren't they? Where you see like you'll search for something, and like f- with the football jersey example, you'll see like little boxes with various sort of images of football jerseys and things in, and places where you can buy them and stuff like that.
0: Exactly on, yeah. on top of the yeah, separate from the ads. Yes, correct.
1: Yeah. So how does this relate to? Because we talked a lot about um, relevance, um, but what about reputation and remarkable? Well. I, I,
0: you know, it's it's interesting. So, so the reputation is everything that that Google's trying to do to understand who you are as an entity, right? In other words, when you when you publish something, is it a credible source f- for them, right? And and the better reputation you have uh, in their index, as you know, yes, you know, customers buy from you there's great reviews about your site about your business you know there's more sales coming from your business than others the more it's going to push you to the top of the index because it believes that you're more likely going to be the solution that people are looking for they you know they want to help people solve their problems that's their number one objective yeah right the, the more they help you know their customers which are the searchers find the answers and 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 solve their problems the better job they're doing and so They're going to do everything they can to understand that reputation. Again, lots of signals to to do that today.
1: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com weightloss weight loss. Now, the third R, no, actually the fourth R, which is readable, to me, talks more about content. Would that be right?
0: Correct and, and and content today is also changing, right? Because I mean, I I think you you know you can remember back in the days when you know Google you know like you, you really could stuff you know alt tags and images and uh, you can play around with CSS and now that you know they can go through all of that, but they're going way beyond that today, right? Today. You know, uh, with the, with what they're able to do with artificial intelligence, you know, they're able to take a look at pictures and classify them, and and and, and you know, use computer image recognition to really get a sense of. It. And they're starting to do that in video as well. And so the the type of of readability is just changing. The engines are getting so much more sophisticated because of the, the, where technology is. That yeah. uh, it, it's one of the reasons I'm 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 very bullish on on video because. Look, videos engaged just since we've had the TV, and and, and people still love uh, video. They, they they love great video content. They love the moving picture. Yeah. And uh, Google is just going to get way better at, uh, at at leveraging that and understanding it and understanding the context inside there. And you know now they're still having to do manual things. You know, like we're we're they're basically getting the transcript and using those trans. But I think that, like I said, we, you know, it'll start understanding the visuals in there. It'll start doing all kinds of different things that that will will change the way we see results
1: now reach is an interesting one that's the fifth r oh, um i must admit i i do come across a lot of people that get slightly confused by exactly what reach is how has it sort of evolved would you say over the last few years
0: well so so reach is an interesting one because and, and, and this is the one I think that, that Google's really struggled with. And I think this this is their part of their failure of Google Plus, because we know obviously, you know, reach has changed significantly because of social media today. And there's two parts to reach. You know, how how far do you actually get reach, right? Like in other words, how many shares and, and and how many people actually see things, but also the type of content that you have, you know, is it you know the type of content that only is is, is of interest to you know beagle uh, you know dog owners of beagles with three legs yeah. and one blind eye yeah. right if you, if you write for that audience you know there may be thirty of them in the world you know and you'll be a hundred percent spot on if someone's looking for something for that particular you know for that particular niche yeah. you know niche yes. And of course, this is what those scammy SEOs like to do. Where you know they tell you well, we'll rank you number one for a keyword. They pick something as obscure for that, but no one's ever going to look for it, right? Whereas, opposed if you know you look up you know internet marketing, right? The reach is huge because yeah. there's so many people out there who are interested in the topic. But it's but it's so broad, right? And it means so many different things to so many different people, and uh, it, it's hard to reach everybody with the right content there. So yeah. um, you really just got to understand that they're they're trying to you know, match relevance with reach, you know, with reputation. And of course, uh, the, the, that that final R, which is the remarkable one, which is really where we're seeing the big differentiator today.
1: Let's drill down into that little bit, the, the, the remarkable. What, what's been happening of late with this concept of remarkability?
0: So I think one of the, the, the best examples of this is, you know, the SEM rush, uh, uh, report, you know, the rankings report mm. and where they were finding was that, you know, it, it was this, um, you know, direct, you know, uh, traffic that seemed to be the most, um, predictive of rankings today. And so let, let, let's think about that. What is direct traffic? That's people who've seen you in social media and looked you up. People have heard ads from you offline and heard you up. People have heard it from your friends and looked you up. Yeah. Um, your former customers, and they type in your domain. I mean, this is this is how Amazon was built, purely on building out this amazing reputation for retail relevancy, yeah. right? And it's why you know over half of the searches today for products start at Amazon because of all the reviews and all the rest of the stuff on there. So they built a tremendous uh, moat for product stuff, and it's why Google had to do a ton of their you know the, their their product image ads. All of that came as a way to fight the Amazon effect. And I think we've got, it. they're, they're going to get ready for another fight in the next couple of years. But this concept of being remarkable, you know, creating amazing content, uh, building a great brand, creating amazing experiences where basically, you know, everybody who hears about you is just raving about, you know, the quality of your products. Yeah. Uh, for the quality of the service. This is, this is what's driving things today. this, this, is part of the sales system that companies need to get exceptionally better at is just how to deliver remarkable experiences because th- it is a it's it's going to be and it already is a significant factor uh, in customers finding you.
1: Do you think it's getting more and more difficult to be remarkable?
0: So it, it, this is this is similar to what what Google's faced over the years, right? The the bar for remarkable keeps going up because you're not competing against yourself and you're not competing against those just in your industry, right? Every company today competes with the fact that Amazon can deliver my Whole Foods food delivery in 30 minutes to my door.
1: Yes, via drone. And,
0: <laughs> you, well, not quite, not quite yet, but the, but the fact that I can get it here in half an hour and I'll yeah. give you a great example of this. We were working with a very high-end uh, jeweler in the Bay Area right? So the middle of tech world, you know, and and they sell watches, you know, half a million dollars, $100,000, $50,000. You get the sense. Yeah. And we were telling them that, you know, the job of your, of your salespeople is to respond to a lead with, in under five minutes, hmm. right? In fact, it's, it has to be almost immediately. They were responding to people in, within 48 hours. And so as kind of a, an illustration to this, uh, my brother's sitting in one of the meetings and he just goes on Amazon Prime now and he orders something and it gets delivered <laughs> within a half an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And he says, if I can have anything delivered to your offices within half an hour, you tell me I can't get a phone call back? in less than two days. Mm. And you just had to see everyone's face. That was it, yeah. right? That that was, that was the expectation of their customers and them today, because we're getting accustomed to this from everywhere. You know, what's a great service? What's the best service environment you've ever had? You know, when you think about the finest restaurant you go to. Now, you don't expect that when you go into a McDonald's, no. right? Because it's not in the same class. But if you get Absolutely, the complete opposite and horrendous service, and they're rude and all that. I mean, it's just it's just going to stand out, right? Remarkable could be either positive or negative. It's just the way that you're going to remark on it. That's you know the root of the word. Mm. And so, you know, you need to find a way to to stand out today, to 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 be, you know, different and 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 hopefully better than you know those in your industry. As I like to as I like to say in our book, you know, today it's the it's the fast fish you know, eating the big fish, you don't necessarily need to be the biggest company in the world. But if you can find a way to be faster and more remarkable, people will start talking to you. And then this is why we've seen the Ubers climb the way they have and the Warby Parkers and the Airbnb, because they're better and faster than the alternatives, right? Tesla, another great example. Oh, Tesla.
1: Yeah. Fantastic example. Now, I wanted to just touch on um, mobile versus desktop because I know you've got a few thoughts on that, haven't you? Especially in reference to the the five R's and how they might differ a bit.
0: Absolutely, you know the, the experience on on, on, on mobile, it, you know, is completely different than the desktop. I think it's a, it's an obvious analogy for most people. I, I like to explain that you know when we're sitting at a desktop. You know, or or you know, or even a laptop. You know, it's kind of like sitting down for a meal. We have time to, to to prepare and do a little research and copy and paste and do all that. But when we're doing something on a mobile device, we're really snacking on the go, right? We really need to have bite-sized pieces. And so, the original solution was okay. Let's 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 render our pages a little lighter. Than they were on desktop, and but that that's not really the right experience. It's like it's it's like me telling you, okay, I'm gonna take you know I'm gonna take your you know six course meal, (laughs) okay. Let's take the steak and the potatoes and (laughs) just give you a sandwich. No, no, forget no, forget a sandwich. We're just gonna put it all in a blender, (laughs) okay. And you're gonna drink it as a smoothie.
1: Ooh, pizza smoothie.
0: Yeah, yes, you could do that, but it's not really the most appetizing way to have it. And that's really what we were seeing in the last couple of years with mobile experiences. And I think about it. For the most part, 10 years into the year of mobile, right, since the release of the iPhone, and mobile experiences still, still suck. And part of it is because I, – I believe is because of the way that um, that Google has treated it in a lot of ways. You know, and I think them coming out now with a you know, mobile-first experience and understanding that we really need two different experiences – you know what people expect on mobile and what we can do on mobile versus what we can do on, on a full desktop environment. Yeah. You know you wouldn't expect the same foods from a snack cart vendor as you would from a sit-down restaurant, right? And it's not just a pared-down version of it. And so I think now we'll start seeing significantly better and, and very different experiences than what we've seen before. Uh, I think it's going to change – the way people can buy things, the way we can research things,
1: yeah,
0: I think this is going to. I think this is going to be a very positive thing for us. And I think there will will have to be a number of new tools out there to basically piece together the the snacking to to complete a meal, right? In other yeah. words, it right now it still feels very discreet. I, I go to one website to get a little piece of data here, and then it's kind of lost. How do I? How does my 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 in, my browser? Or let me let me give you a different way. My intelligent agent. Yes. Okay, my my personal AI <laughs> collect all these tidbits for me so that when I'm ready to sit down for my meal, it's all presented in front of me.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. And and I you know, we haven't gotten there yet. Like the closest we're seeing is, you know, the series and, and you but know, this we're is seeing, I'm starting to see a little bit with, with you know Amazon's I don't want to say too loud because she'll turn on, you know, with, with Alexa. Yeah. Um and, and them <laughs> releasing some new skills where you can start developing some of your own, that these agents are start gonna start are gonna start working for you. And that's gonna yeah. change the way we interface with everything going forward.
1: Well I was gonna ask about that because I've seen people um I think I've seen people in the street holding their phones up to their mouths and doing voice searches. Where do you see voice search going?
0: Well, I think voice. I mean, voice is going to be a completely different thing because at the end of the day, you know, uh, I, I think we're pr- close to the same age. You know, I haven't quite hit fifty, but I'm I'm getting there. Yeah. Um,
1: you we're, know, we're I, approximately the same age.
0: Yeah, I, I'm starting to feel it in my fingers when I'm working on the phone. You know, a little bit of that arthritis, and I'm starting to. My eyes are starting to do it. It's not as comfortable to work on on, on a, a mobile environment. Hmm. Um, uh, you know, and, and voice is certainly uh, doing a lot more. And I think. You know, I always like to tell people you know, our job is to keep ahead of our customers, not ahead of our competitors. And so watch all the effort that Amazon has put in the last couple of years into voice and the investment they have in creating this moat um, to keep people away from anything you – know, from their platform. And basically they've opened it up, but I'm saying it, it's become such a huge differentiator to their brand today. Mm -hmm. that they basically want that as the next operating system. And I believe that when you see the next level of glasses that come out, uh, they'll use the near field type microphone so that it won't look so awkward speaking to it. You know, the bone conduction um, uh, that they can use with voice and all of that. Mm -hmm. So I think we're going to start seeing a, a whole different level of interaction with these agents. And like I said, you know, when I can tell the agent, look, um, I'm trying to plan a vacation for the family. We want to be gone, you know, uh, five days. And, you know, so-and-so likes to do this. And, you know, so-and-so likes to do this. And so-and-so likes to do this. And we like to keep it under a budget of why that my agents will go out there, right? And this will all be the artificial intelligence agents. will all go out there and basically do all those searches for me, and when I come back later on, it can present it to me at my computer and say, you know, I have found, you know, eight alternatives, you know, that, that fit these p- parameters to, you know, 85% d- and above. Would you like to see the top ones?
1: Now, that would be quite something.
0: But it, but isn't that what we, like, like if you were to design this experience, mm. and, 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 th- and the way we, you know, we talk about liking to design this experience, same way Amazon does, you know, working backwards working from what would be the most successful, isn't this truly the best of what search could offer?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Right. They're, tr- you know, Google's trying to do it on a scale and personalize it on their side. But what if I could personalize the agent myself, right? Based on every bit of data that I have. And now it knows my family, knows my family, you know, all their preferences and knows my son likes to be active in sports and knows my daughter likes to, to take photography. Right. It it starts knowing all of this. And now when I tell it, okay, you know what, we're looking to get away from these days and this days and this budget, it already can start planning it all out for us and basically saying, Yep, that looks like a great deal. Can you book it for us? Can you negotiate the best rate? And done. Yeah. And that's truly what becomes remarkable and relevant, right? And and it'll reach the right audience because the agents can do it. The, the robots can do it, right? Mm. Uh, as opposed to us having to battle through it.
1: Where are we going in the future? It's 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 a fascinating area, isn't it? A lot of our listeners are sort of people in the SEO industry or more generically in the online marketing industry. Brian, If the if you could sort of boil this down to one thing, what one thing do you think our audience perhaps needs to keep an eye on or think about?
0: You know, I, I really like using and uh, anyone who follows me for a while knows I really like using Amazon as a, uh, as a barometer. They're not the biggest innovators even though they spend a ton on research and development and innovation, but they don't release things until they feel that there's a certain level of comfort in the marketplace. Hmm. You know, I I believe in the next few years you'll start seeing um, and I think this is what uh, Amazon is, is, is trying to do is they'll, they'll basically build the world's best retail bots personalized for our good and it will be ubiquitous. The same way when it first launched on mobile, it was tied to their desktop. It was tied to – everything was tied to one, tied to me, that they'll do the same thing whether this agent is in your car or in your glasses or on your wrist or in your suit, or implanted as a chip. I don't. It doesn't really matter, but that 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 agent will be able to recognize the world around you. Um, it will be able to plan things for you. It will gather information, and that they will have a worldwide index uh, for their marketplace. So mm. that I could be driving along. You know, in the middle of of uh, of Brighton, right, where I've never been, and said, "Oh, you know what? I just realized I need a new shirt." Yeah. Because uh, I'm speaking t- tomorrow, and and my other one is dirty, and I can say in, to my agent whether it's the one in the car or or that, and it knows it's me through my voice, and say, "I I need a new shirt to speak in." And and you know, and I have you know blue trousers to and um t- you know to wear with it. It will automatically bring me back shirts in the style I like, in the size and nose I wear, and tell me all the local vendors within a certain perimeter you know where I could pick it up. And I could walk in and walk out, and it'll all be paid for, all taken care of through their services.
1: Well, Brian, thanks so much for joining us today. It's been a fascinating discussion. Um, how can our listeners find out more about uh, you, Bar Legends, your books, etc.?
0: Sure. Well, you know, they can come to buyerlegends.com. I'm pretty much visible everywhere in social media, whether it's, you know, Twitter or LinkedIn and Facebook and, and occasionally a blog, my personal blog at brianisenberg.com. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not hard to find online.
1: Fantastic. Thank you very much. And thanks to our listeners for listening. Show notes are in the usual place. uk slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave a review. That would be great. Um, questions and suggestions to podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. You can tweet sitevisibility. We have a LinkedIn group, Site Visibility LinkedIn group. That's all from me, Andy, and it's all from Brian.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Thanks, Brian, and we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing.